Welcome to a nightmare in stereo. A podcast for horror movie review. Now, here are your hosts, Juan and Norma. God damn it. (laughs) I'm so upset with this episode. Just tell the public how you feel about this episode. Fuck a quiet place. Fuck a quiet place. <laughs> Fuck a quiet place. Welcome back to a nightmare in stereo. <laughs> if you didn't know, we're gonna talk about a quiet place. <laughs> How you doing, Norma? I'm very excited for this. How are you? Uh, okay. <laughs> talk to us. What happened last week? We watched Dead Alive. It's a Peter Jackson horror comedy that nearly bankrupted him, but it's so funny to watch. Lionel goes from being a good mama's boy to an amateur zombie domesticator. Check it out if you haven't. We rated a 6 out of 10, and now we discuss three things we learned from the film. Number one, little people have been paid less than average height actors. For example, Toto, the dog from The Wizard of Oz, he was paid $175 a week while the munchkins were paid $50 a week. That shit's messed up. The fucking dog got paid better than the midgets. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that's a classic cinema. Like, what the fuck? That I haven't seen yet. Well, you you haven't seen I'm not even gonna get onto that. What else? What else (laughs) happened? Juan is on fire, and I am living for it. (laughs) Uh. Um, Offgridsurvival.com. Um, it's a website for survivalists out there, I guess. It explains to us different types of real zombies that are out there, and they also provide us the following tips on how to protect ourselves. Number one, take the threats seriously. Number two, don't be a mindless moron. Number three, do something to be prepared. And number four, pay attention to your kids. And these are basically the same rules I live by by raising my son. Which the people in A Quiet Place really don't follow at all. They did not. And finally, we have back in 2012, Rudy Eugene. He attacked Ronald Popo by eating his face, including one of his eyes. Eugene attacked Popo under the influence of basalts. A YouTube channel called Sweet Escape has a short video where they show photos of Popo's injuries. You can also look him up if you Google his name. Nearly 80% of his skin was ripped off, and miraculously, he survived. To be fair, Popo was like 65 years old or something like that, right? Right, yes. So you know old people's skin is usually frail like we already saw in Dead Alive. So, I don't know. I kind of want to chew on that a little bit. Ew, no. It's like prosciutto? Yeah, bath salt prosciutto? Oof. Sounds pretty good right about now. How about you talk to me about this movie you hate so much? Do I have to? <laughs> yes, it's your turn. God damn it. A Quiet Place, <laughs> directed by John Krasinski, released on April 6, 2018, on the US. The budget for this movie was $17 million. The overall worldwide gross was $340 million. This movie does not fucking deserve that. But <laughs> it is starring Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Millicent Simmons, and Noah Jupe. This movie is available to watch on Amazon Prime, Hulu, Epix, Roku, and YouTube for rent to buy. 
we actually watched it on Hulu. Yes, we did. I'm surprised it was there. Um, but this is where Juan says that's how shitty it was. <sighs> yeah. If it was a good movie, <laughs> it would be on Netflix, but no, it wasn't fucking Hulu. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I have to disagree because Winchester was is on Netflix, and it's not that good. We're not going to talk about Winchester, okay? Fine. That's, that's, a, that, that's <laughs> another movie altogether. Fine, let's jump in with the synopsis then. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Alright, so the opening scene, it's 2018. We see barefoot children roaming around an abandoned pharmacy while their mom looks into the medications that are available to take. She gives a dose of something to one of them, being Marcus, and assures his sister, Reagan, that Marcus will be okay. Reagan walks to Cade, which is the youngest, and he's drawing on the floor and he tells Reagan it's a rocket. That's how they'll get away. We can now see that Reagan has a cochlear device and the Abbott family communicates in sign language. Cade tries to take the rocket home, but he's told not to take it home because it's too loud. After the parents walk away, Reagan gives Cade the rocket and tells him to keep it a secret. As they walk home, Cade is the last on the family line and he stops and puts the batteries back on the rocket and he turns it on. When the family hears the noise, they become completely frightened and try to run to get Kate, but it's too late because Kate is taken away by some sort of creature. He fucking deserves it. He shouldn't have taken the batteries. The sister shouldn't have given him the rocket. No! He's just a kid. (laughs) Horrible way to start this movie. He fucking deserves it. Oh, Uh, goodness. I don't know how much I'm going to cuss in this movie. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. Let Let it go. Let it go. Fuck off. (laughs) all right so we are now in 2020 we see that the abbott family are living in a farm that is surrounded by hundreds of newspapers headlinings um they give details about the creatures such as they can hear us what do you need to know in order to survive and they also say that you need to live underground he has notes one of them being that there's three creatures in the area confirmed he sends SOS to different stations and he strikes over the ones that are unheard of, which is basically all of them. Evelyn is currently pregnant and we see her as she prepares for the birth of her child by placing an oxygen tank and a baby mask inside a crib made of a wooden box with a lid. Later, the family joins for dinner, which they serve on leaves and eat by hand. After dinner, the kids play Monopoly with fabric and pom-poms. Marcus accidentally breaks one of the lanterns and it makes this loud noise as it hits the ground and the family becomes scared as they wait for the creatures to lurk. Lee gets rid of the fire and tells the kids to be quiet and he just listens and pays attention to every noise he hears. There was some loud crashing, but it turned out to be some raccoons, so the family is safe. I already have some issues here. Uh, first mm-hmm. one being, I understand why the Monopoly had to be with like fabrics and pom-poms. It's because mm-hmm. I'm, f- I'm imagining the first time that they were playing and they rage quit or something and just threw the board. <laughs> they had their first scare. So they went like, you know what? Fuck that. Let's bring some cotton balls into play. Like we can't have those little metal things. Yeah. And for the raccoons, how the fuck are they even raccoons left? Those fuckers are like make loud noises. Can't they be killed by right. the alien monster creatures? I feel like they'd be like chicken nuggets for these creatures. Yeah, yeah, like a quick snack. Right. But no, fucking Uh, raccoons, just out there chilling. 
Maybe they're like the cockroaches out of nuclear att <laughs> attacks. Okay, true. <laughs> um, so months went by, and Lee's pouring more sand outside. Evelyn checks her blood pressure, and we see that her due date is 20 days away. Reagan is stopped from going into the basement, and she just she's just full of anger as to why can't she go in and lee tells her she just can't lee tries to give her a new cochlear device he believes he fixed but reagan is so mad she so mad she declines because it probably doesn't work lee just gives it to her hoping maybe at some point she'll give it a chance lee tells marcus it's time to go when marcus tells evelyn she's he's too scared to go but she explains to him he needs to go he needs to learn how to survive and take care of her until she's old and frail reagan tries to go but lee tells her she needs to stay home and help mom reagan is not happy and she walks away she goes to her room and gives the cochlear device a try and just like she thought it doesn't work she is full of anger and she packs a bag and leaves <laughs> I just found that whole part funny. Um, she just went like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm leaving. Like, no, you're deaf. You're gonna die. Why are you leaving? Right. That's pure teenage angst right there. Yep. Listening to some... Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was gonna say listen to Nirvana, but no, she can't even fucking do that. No, she can't. <laughs> <laughs> How about you just get like some Braille and start reading the Nirvana lyrics? Does that work? I don't think it's the same. I don't know. I, See, I haven't she, been she in that position. She needs an outlet for all this like teenage angst, and she doesn't have it because she can't listen to punk music. So, and she can't punch a wall because it'll probably be loud. <laughs> and she'll fucking die anyway. So, yeah, right. let her die. <laughs> So in the next scene, we see that Lee and Marcus are fishing by the river, and when Lee grabs one of the fish, uh, Marcus becomes paranoid and tells Lee they will hear them. Lee explains that the river is too loud for the creatures to be able to hear them. So loud noises will suppress little noises, meaning they can do what they need to do and go unnoticed. Lee takes Marcus to a waterfall so he could better understand what he meant, and there they actually start talking. Um, he tells Lee that Reagan blames herself for what happened with Cade, and perhaps he should tell her that he loves her. She can't listen to Nirvana, so yeah, he doesn't love her. <laughs> so, after all this, at home, Evelyn's doing some laundry, and she decides to visit Cade's old room. You remember Cade, the one that died because of the rocket, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> where she sits and mourns for the loss of her child. Reagan visits the spot where the incident <laughs> happened and leaves a small gift for Kate. It's the rocket that got him killed. Like, uh, is, is that a good way to remember him by? Like, no, I think it's a horrible way. But yeah, Kate was barely four years old when this happened. And walking back home, Lee and Marcus stumble upon an old man that found his wife dead. So Lee asks him, you know, stay quiet. Like, shh, 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 don't fucking make noises, dude. Chill. But the old guy in anguish starts bursting into screams. And I don't, I think this motherfucker did it on purpose because he didn't want to die alone and he wanted to take the knot with them. But that's just my right. opinion. Oh, yeah. As soon as, yeah, as soon as that happens, Lee grabs Marcus and they start running somewhere safe as the old man is being devoured and killed by the creatures in the background. They hide behind a tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they hide <laughs> behind a tree and Lee puts his hand on Marcus' mouth and Marcus covers his ears. You know, he doesn't want to hear that shit anymore. During all of this, Evelyn's uh, still at home alone and her water breaks. Yeah, great time to have a baby. As her contractions begin, she tries to stay as silent as she can, 
and walks her way down to the basement where she steps into a nail <laughs> the nail where the fuck does this nail come from it was stuck in the laundry sack when she was okay. coming up the stairs with the laundry the nail was um flat but when it got stuck to the laundry bag it got pulled up it got pulled up way too fucking perfect like it's no. a movie one too many fucking issues with this nail with this movie <laughs> with Cade with the rocket so she bravely gets her foot off of the nail and turns the light on outside the red lights that way they know she's in trouble uh, when she walks back into the stairs she sees one of the creatures walk in they must have heard her uh, when the frame dropped so she grabs a timer and hides uh, let's not forget her contractions are still happening while she's trying to get rid of the creatures so Lee and Marcus get closer to the home and they can see Evelyn is in trouble they can see the red lights one of those creatures walks into the basement and Evelyn remains hidden the timer goes off and this is Evelyn's chance to get out running but she's forced into staying inside because there's another one of those creatures outside she goes upstairs and hides in the bathroom Lee tells Marcus rocket it's time to be brave it's time to save mom so Evelyn gets into the tub and there's blood and the baby's coming ready or not she has to remain silent the creatures are close and Evelyn's trying her best they are right behind her when suddenly fireworks the rockets <laughs> marcus was able to get the fireworks started just in time for evelyn to let out a guttural scream as the creatures run away to the fireworks lee runs to the house with a shotgun at hand and reagan wakes up and starts running home yeah she takes a nap where kate was um taken away yeah they can't even say very where he was just taken away so Reagan wakes up and starts running home and Marcus is running somewhere safe. Lee walks in the house and he sees blood in the tub. He fears that he lost his newborn and wife. Thankfully, Evelyn moves to the shower and Lee takes her and the baby to the underground room they built. So Lee puts the baby in the oxygen mask and puts him on the box. Marcus is being followed by one of the creatures and is knocked out after running into a tractor. Reagan sees a light among the crops but she can't hear that the creatures are right behind her. Again, she's deaf. Her curricular aid starts giving out this loud feedback noise, giving her a headache, but also the creature. It couldn't stand it anymore, and it runs away from Reagan. She never knew what happened. She finds Marcus, and they hide on top of the silo. Evelyn wakes up and tells Lee to go and save the kids. So when Lee leaves, he doesn't notice that the water pipes are broken and slowly flooding the underground room. How were the pipes broken? I think it was when the creature was following them. Maybe... Well, yeah, the, the creature went berserk and he just started breaking stuff. Remember, there was a creature following pipes. them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the kid's fire is burning out and they're worried that their dad won't find them. Marcus tells Reagan not to worry, Lee will find them. But Reagan says he'll find you. Because, you know, Reagan already knows that he don't like her. Uh, they argue about whether or not they should go back and Marcus falls into the silo, where he struggles to stay out of the corn, but keeps sinking in. Regan jumps in and pulls him onto the door that fell, but sinks in herself. After nearly losing her, Marcus is able to save her too. Lee hears the commotion and runs towards the silo, but so do the creatures. The creatures find them, and they hide under the door as they are being attacked. The coocular device starts making that feedback noise again, and it's so loud that it spooks the creature away, and they're able to escape. Lee and the kids reunite, and Evelyn sees that they're with Dad through the security system. 
Now they're trying to head back home, they're still half company. Lee tells the children to run towards the truck. The kids try to make it to the truck, but Lee was knocked unconscious by one of those creatures. Now the creature goes after the children, but the children see that Lee stands up and tells them that he loves them and he always had. He lets out a scream, creating a diversion for the creatures to let go of the truck and go after him instead. It worked. Lee is dead. About fucking time. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Krasinski. Why the fuck do you even have to add your character if you're just gonna kill it off? <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> so, after Lee dies, the kids are with Evelyn, but are they really safe? Evelyn hides with the kids in the basement, but they're not alone. Evelyn grabs the shotgun, and as Reagan sees all the work that her dad put into her curricular aid, she realized that they are still as sensitive as her. So she hides behind Evelyn and waits for the creature to get close as it can. Uh, then she turns it on and keeps it as long as she can, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when she can no longer bear it, she puts the curricular aid into the microphone, making it so loud that it knocks the creature out. Evelyn understood now what Reagan tried telling her. Little did she know that the creature stood up again and her reflexes kicked in and shot it right in the face. But shotguns are loud, and what's gonna happen? Two more creatures are coming. Are the Abbots really safe? You'll find out on A Quiet Place 2. <laughs> the Reckoning. I, I have uh, my doubts on that. I think it's a prequel because uh, in the trailer they're like, Mom, there's Dad, but Dad's dead. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna talk about my notes, but I wanna, I wanna hear what you think about this movie first. Yes, let's go into it. <laughs> so my first thought when I saw the creatures in this movie was that their head looks like a circumcision gone bad. There's something <laughs> wrong with these creatures. You know that their heads, they kind of expand into yeah. something. And whenever they zoom in into their ears, it looks like something tragic happened in there. Um, and the other thing I noticed about this movie is that it's all about the details, you know, the pats of sand, walking barefoot, the plates made out of leaves, using their hands to eat. I believe the script was very committed to how silent they needed to be in order to avoid being heard. Mm -hmm. And even though there's little to no vocal communication between the, the actors, their expressions are so well synced in and acted when they talked um, using ASL. Reagan kept the rocket she origi originally gave Caden. Um, and you can see it was fixed because, you know, you can see the little soldering or glue thing around it. No, she, she cut the wires. Right, but when she cut the wires, you can tell that it was um, put together because there's like this weird thing that goes around it, like someone soldered it or something. Yeah. Um, going into labor without making a sound? Uh, no. This lady is my freaking hero and my cousin Nina. She did little to no sound when delivering her baby girl. She's a true goddess right there. I could never made it. I was begging for them to make it stop. I even told one of the nurses, I didn't even want this baby that bad. It can wait. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. It was painful. Nope. <laughs> Can't wait that to go back through it again. <laughs> Let's see baby number two Let's see how that goes right um so my rating for this movie it's four out of ten the only scene i couldn't watch was when she stood on the nail it was too painful for me to watch 
I think it's a good movie, but it's not frightening. And bear with me, I usually rate movies based on how the movie affected me, and even though it had a few jump scares, it's not terrifying. I do think the idea behind it is great. I think the acting was equally amazing. My scare meter didn't reach anything higher than five. What are your so, notes? So you were actually startled by some parts of this movie. I think it was more like the loud noises. The, the scene that really startled me was her stepping on that freaking nail. And I'll tell you why. My little man got stepped on a nail not long ago. <sighs> and I freaked out. And it wasn't even a nail. It was like a screw. Like, you know, those that go round and round and round. So me and Anthony freaked out. And, you know, me being the perfect mom, I hid in between the cushions as Anthony inspected him. Ouch. And thankfully... There was no blood, but I mean, he got a pretty bad bruise on his foot. So for you know, me to watch this, it was like reliving that stressful moment again. <laughs> um, I've never stepped on a nail, but I had a similar situation. Not that similar. You know those bed frames, right? That they always have that edge of metal that you mm -hmm. can't put away and it's always sharp as fuck. Yeah. So I stepped on that shit by accident by uh, falling Ooh. down one day and oh, it no. sliced my foot and it sliced it in such a perfect triangle shape it looked like um like dead alive you remember when she rips off a piece of her face and they kind of tape it back in together yes yes it was that perfect triangle shape just in the sole of my foot and i'm like yeah i don't want to fucking rip this shit off because i'm not kidding you it was like an inch thick of like skin yes so now that you bring that up no i just um... put a band-aid on it and i'm like it'll be okay <laughs> So when I, when we lived in Puerto Rico, when I was a teenager, um, I was painting my room and I had a glass of water and it broke. So I, you know, I swept it off and I kept painting and I stood on something and I felt like this thing under my foot. And my reaction was to just, you know, um, clean it out on top of my other foot. It was a piece of glass. Instead of cutting, I cut my other foot, and it reminded me of that scene of Dead Alive. Now that you bring it up, uh, that's funny. Though. <laughs> yeah, I'm so stupid. <laughs> Especially nah, yeah, but nah. <laughs> Go on with your notes. So, aliens. I fucking hate alien horror movies. <laughs> um, I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate from this, but I hate alien horror movies alien horror movies are more sci-fi than horror and they should just be considered horror but every time that they see i see a horror movie and it has to do with aliens no fuck that shit no that's that's too much go back to sci-fi where you belong you don't belong in horror <laughs> especially aliens like this that it's like a cheap version of the demogorgon from stranger things yeah it just uh, the whole alien concept looked bad and another issue that I have is if you're going to do like a creature flick like this movie's trying to do, I like it when you have more tense moments and you barely know what's chasing you. This movie shows you the fucking creature up front and center. This creature has more screen time than a lot of the other characters and more lines for that matter, too. So <laughs> aside from all that, um, this movie does not do a good job at world building. But this is my opinion. I know that you mentioned earlier that, you know, it has the details with the sand and the barefoot and all that. Did you know that they were aliens? No. They fucking came from an asteroid or a comet or something. Yeah. You really have to look into that shit. They're fucking aliens. They barely don't tell you that much of what's going on. It... 
they they did a shitty job with this. And I thought it was like something Resident Evil gone wrong. No, no, no. It's aliens. It, it's fucking aliens. Yeah. It would have been better if it was some Resident Evil shit, but no. Yeah. It's fucking aliens. This is and, why we make such a great team. <laughs> and I had to watch this movie three times, three times because. I had such a hard time paying attention to it the first time. I was like 90% of it in my phone. Then the second time I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pay more attention to it this time. And I was like 50% of it in my phone. And I'm like, no, 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 fuck this shit. I'm gonna just put my phone to charge in the other room and I'm gonna watch this movie. And I hated myself. I hated myself so much. So uh, just to talk to you guys a little bit more about this movie, um, this movie is A Quiet Place, right? It's meant to be silent. So the whole script of this movie is just 67 pages long, roughly 90 lines of dialogue, and it takes about 40 minutes before the first line is even set. And I still think that's too much. <laughs> like, I have too many grievances with this movie, and I was really hoping to avoid this movie until the day I died. But then a couple of weeks ago, Norma decided to choose this movie for this episode <laughs> and forced me to watch it. And I'm pretty sure this is her taking revenge for making her watch Dead Alive. So is it Norma? Is it? No, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be straight up honest. I had high hopes on the movie myself. You know, I heard great things from other people. I read reviews from other places and I thought it was going to be great. I'm even though our reviews and our notes are completely different i feel like our opinion on it is the same shitty movie yeah yeah so, which friends told you that this was a good movie because i wouldn't trust their judgment I anymore i didn't say friends i said people because i have no friends remember <laughs> okay. yeah so don't trust the people that said that a quiet place is a good movie and this goes out to everyone out there if you have a friend family member or a loved one that ever says a Quiet Place was a great movie. No. They're lying to you. They're fucking lying to you. Don't fucking trust them. So my overall score for this movie was a hefty, hefty, hefty 1 out of 10. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, I can't give it anything higher than that. And I cannot understand how this movie has a 96% in Rotten Tomatoes, 7.5 on IMDb, and 89% of Google users like this movie. Seriously, those 89% of people, you don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Like, what type of world are we living in? And while I'm at it, fuck A Quiet Place 2. This is an abomination that shouldn't exist. If you need a sequel to explain your first movie, you already fucked up. And this is what I wanted to tell you. This sequel is going to be a prequel and a sequel combined. So you're going to know exactly what happened before and what happened after. If you have to explain your first movie in that much detail with a sequel, yeah, you, you don't fucking deserve it. Sorry, Krasinski. You fucked up. Man. So here's the thing. I'm going to ask you a quick question. Shoot. I left on my notes that I think the story behind it and the idea were great. Do you think written by another person using the same, you know, I guess, um, route to the story, do you think it would have gotten a shot? Leave the death kit. Maybe just the death kit. You don't need the other two kits. Um, maybe the dead one. Yeah. Leave the dead one. Don't have the rocket. Change the aliens. Or if you're going to do aliens, fucking be a little bit more specific about it and barely don't even show them. 
you don't need Actually. to show your aliens. Um, make like the majority of this, yeah, make the majority of the movie at nighttime. I don't really need that much daytime. Um, make it into an actual creature feature horror movie, and I'm pretty sure it would have been uh, watchable. Gotcha. So, what director do you see could have fixed this? I feel like this movie would have been better if Taika Waititi would have done it. It would have been an amazing oh. horror comedy. <laughs> And I'm not just saying that because I love horror comedies. I feel like he would would have been better managing this than Krasinski. I'm sorry, Krasinski. Or or if Krasinski really wanted to do this movie, he should have just left it as a 20 minute short film. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Basically, you you just um, concentrate the whole idea in 20 minutes. Yeah. If you haven't watched this movie, this movie is an hour and a half, and it still feels like a fucking long ass time. <laughs> that it does that it does so an hour and 30 minutes times three right that's a four hours and 30 minutes that's four hours and 30 minutes of my life that i will never get back trying to you know take enough notes and pay enough attention to this movie to record this episode you guys better be happy that i went through this shit <laughs> oh poor one hopefully our next <laughs> week's choice would be better and speaking of our next week's choice i'm gonna ask you if you had the chance to fuse with an animal or a person, what or who would it be? Hmm. Gotta do the beard scratch. I, I was doing it myself and I have no beard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I would go with like a dog. A but dog? I want to go like, yeah, you remember um, Mars Attack? That they mm-hmm. fused the lady with the little chihuahua? <laughs> yeah, I want my head on a little chihuahua body. That would be amazing. Huh. That's an interesting pick. What would you mix yourself with? Britney Spears. You know she's crazy, right? I know. I know. Have you I been feel like the whole yellow shirt thing. Yes, I feel like if Britney Spears and I were best friends, she'd be in a better place. <laughs> okay, so why are you asking me this question, anyways? <laughs> because next week is listener's choice. So join us as we check The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. So be afraid be very afraid and thank you for listening with today's episode stay stay safe out there uh see you guys next week hope you guys have a good one bye